Hello and welcome to Blades Pod. It's Thursday, the 28th of January. My name is Ben and here is Andrew. How are you, mate? I'm all right. Not, not. <laughs> what about you? <laughs> I'm great. I, uh, I could scarcely be better. Um, I'll say welcome back to anyone who's, who's not been listening as much this season. <laughs> And uh, for everyone who's stuck with us through this miserable season up to this point, this podcast is for you. So sit back and hopefully you will enjoy it as much as we enjoy discussing this one. I will say, mate, before we properly get into this, I'm feeling the pressure here. There's a lot of pressure to yeah. do justice to this game. I was doing the view from last night and uh, honestly, my phone, I, I, because I've got a new phone and I've not worked out how to put silent on. And that's how bad I am with technology. <laughs> it's just like one button. And then they go, bing, 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 bing. I'm like, what? Just, I'm going mad. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was wild. Um, and I, I guess also apologies for uh, not recording a podcast last night, as as many, many people uh, yeah. requested that we did. But I pretty... I'm up for that. You bottled it. You... <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I genuinely pretty much couldn't speak. Um, I just, <laughs> like, my wife just laughed at me at one point, uh, about five minutes after full time, because I was just sat staring at the television with uh, my confused face back in place yeah. like i just don't understand what happened i'm still quite stunned now i've watched the highlights multiple times trying to work out how yeah. and what happened i mean we haven't even mentioned what we're talking about here which is of course <laughs> sheffield united go to old trafford and beat manchester united I, I'm just completely. That doesn't even stunned. tell the whole story, though, does it? Because we've got nine players out as well, and obviously we're on the most horrendous. Well, we're we're, we're having the most horrendous season in Premier League history. Yeah, um, I never entertained the idea that we might win that game. Did you? Did you have even the faintest hope that we would? No, and I'm I'll, I'm going to reveal our. Uh, uh, private secrets to people. <laughs> um, we uh, obviously before the game we were talking, weren't we, about what would you class as an okay defeat? And we were, I'm not saying that it, obviously it is defeatist, but I think we're being realistic as well. And I think we've all said if we get away with this, we're three nil. We've, we've done all right, really. You know, just sort of get it out of the way. I, I never for one minute thought we'd even get a point. I, just so many things because Man United are on fire as well. I saw them against Liverpool a little bit. And look, you're watching it going, oh no. <laughs> obviously, the injuries that we've got and everything. Jaggy Elker at the back, who we'll come on to, obviously. Then the team came out, and I was like, oh, this could be literally six or seven. And I weren't saying that in any sort of. I was genuinely looking up at one point <clears throat> what were our biggest defeat ever was. And I really was. And I don't. And that sounds awful. And I hate doing that to this team and this players. But that was just my mindset when I saw the team because. We were so depleted and we were on such a bad run. Mm. All right, we beat Newcastle or whatever. But, you know, we've won one game in 20. And then we're coming up against, well, that moment. Well, if they'd have beat us, they're the best team in the country. Mm. Never, ever saw it. What about you? No, not not remotely. I mean, uh, Ash on Twitter reminded me of this one at full time. Uh, just quoting our own words back to us. Would you take three, a solid 3-0 defeat? Yeah. We obviously discussed that we uh, that we would do, and yeah, you're right. I was sort of I was trying to mentally work out where the line is between um, that's a defeat that's kind of like okay, just move on to the next game, and like okay, that is now straying into embarrassment territory. But yeah, yeah I, I never I never saw this coming at all. I mean, our, uh, our invite to the crazy results party finally arrived in the post. <laughs> you know, everyone else has had this, but no, it's like. You know, I think we've said this multiple times this season of 
uh, it's so weird going into most of these games with just no hope as a fan, and it's not it's not the sort of melodramatic pessimism that a lot of um, you know football fans have about around their clubs. It's like no, I mean look, obviously I do view from every week, and everyone says, "Oh, we'll be the first team to lose to these," but you know they don't actually believe that. It's just that hmm. fear that every football fan has of. You know, oh, I bet we lose because you know it's us. And yeah. but this is the, uh, this game in particular is a game where you're thinking the game. Yeah, we are obviously going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I saw uh, Frank McAnally, I believe it was on Sky Sports before, because I was watching the uh, other results coming before our game. And he said, "Can you see a shock?" And he said, "Well, yeah, you never know." And I was like, "Don't be daft." <laughs> yeah. Well, we've just. I mean, look, we've just spent basically. Uh, two-thirds of a season, just getting kicked in the face, basically, as fans, haven't we? I mean, you know, everything that could have gone wrong has gone wrong. We lose almost every single game. I I, I know football can be weird, but I didn't think we had the capability for this. You know, the, the team, and we're, we're going to be very effusive in our praise in this podcast, I'm sure, but the team haven't shown us that they still have this in them for pretty much no. the whole season up to this point. Um it's our first win at Old Trafford since 1973, which I'm sure uh, everyone's aware of by now. Which, But that means realistically, I think anyone under 55 isn't going to remember that happening before. Like, just to put into yeah. context... It's not just that. It's the first win in Yorkshire in the Premier League. Any Yorkshire team have had in the Premier League. And, all right, Wednesday have not been in it for 20 years or whatever. And Bradford have been in a couple of seasons. But Leeds were really good at one point. You know, it's, it's, it's a difficult thing to do. Is Middlesbrough in Yorkshire... I'm not having that. I don't class them as a Yorkshire rival. I know, I know it, it sort of is, whatever. But now, yeah, they're because uh, they have won at Old Trafford multiple times, I think. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, a, yeah. it's a good one to bandy about. Um, I mean, I, I I don't know where this ranks in our greatest ever wins, but I mean, in, in the time I've been supporting United, I, I can't think of anything anything better than this. I mean, it's easily our best result since promotion. I'd say it's. Easily our best result yeah. under Wilder. I mean, maybe you know, for like a, a one-off enjoyment. Obviously, like uh, bouncing days up there. But in terms of, oh like... yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I still think in the long term it probably won't, you know, matter anything in terms of uh, are we going to stay up. So it's not the biggest result, but yeah. it's the most impressive. Yeah, if you just take it in the sort of vacuum of the relative ability levels and league position of the two teams. Mm-hmm. It's a historic yeah. victory. And, yeah, I don't think we achieved anything like this last time we were in the Premier League. I mean, you know, I was thinking of uh, when we beat Arsenal. But going to Old Trafford and a team that, yeah, as you say, if they'd won, they'd have gone top back to the top of the league. It's unbelievable. It's our first win. I'd like to also add with that, this wasn't necessarily a back... It was, to a degree, a back-to-the-walls performance. But I think we deserved it. We deserved at least a point on the balance of play. Yeah, I uh, I agree. It's our first league win over Man United since 1992 when Brian Dean scored the first goal in Premier League history. So, yeah, mm. wins over Man U don't come round very often. Um, so, yeah, just, I mean, look, what, whatever happens now for the rest of the season, and, and it, you know, we should say it now looks pretty unlikely that we uh, will not be the worst team ever in Premier League history. As we, now sit on, now. <laughs> <laughs> as we now sit on eight points. But whatever happens, we'll be able to say, remember when we won at Old Trafford and, you know, Key and Brian and Ollie Burke scored. And that's... Uh... That's another thing with Key and Brian scoring. I was like laughing out loud. Nothing against him, but a guy who couldn't even get in the championship team when we got, got promoted and we were at League One Bolton last year. And sort of this, he sort of symbolises the problems we've had, not because of his performances, just because he's a player who... 
none of us expected to be anywhere near the squad. You expect if you'd have said to me, "What? Well, where's Kean Bryan going to be at this time, at the beginning of the season?" I'd say, "Oh, he'll be out on loan by January." You mm. know, if if he's still here at all, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it's almost a full year since our last Premier League away win as well, being uh, Palace away on the first of February, twenty twenty. So, uh, mm. yeah, it's, it's been a long old wait. Um, yeah, yeah, so I mean, you, you kind of alluded to the team there. Nine players out, six subs, of which only, this is what Wilder said afterwards, only three were fit enough to play more than 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, it apart- reminded me of like the 90s or something. You know, when you used to have two subs. Yeah. Like- yeah, when he said, you know, the, the, <laughs> the, the players that came on, they were the subs. <laughs> like, yeah. It's it just a real, uh, I mean, just the worst possible like scenario to go into a game against Man United, you know, with the with their tails up, with their ridiculous like front four and you know Pogba and all the rest. Yeah, yeah. But, well, we said before the game, we said, why is Keane Bryan playing? Where, where's Max Lowe? I mean, as, as, as you know, he's done poorly since he's come in, Max Lowe. But now we know that he couldn't, couldn't play more than fifteen minutes. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I I think this is probably a lesson to me to not look at the team and be like, ah, oh, this is just like, what is this? This is awful. I'm panicking. And I know that's the, that's a, you know, it's almost a meme on Twitter, isn't it? That people yeah. seem to do that about every single team's life. Really? Yeah. yeah. Now, well, for Man United fans, actually, I looked on their Twitter and they were like, this is the team. This is it. Oh, ah, okay. Well, shows... so maybe that's the key. <laughs> yeah. It shows what everyone knows, I suppose. But yeah, yeah I, I just looked at that team and, and thought, I, I don't see how on earth, this team even gets a shot, to be honest. You know, it was just, uh, yeah. I'm looking at it going, is this actually going to be 3-5-2 or is, you know, is mm. it like a back four with Brian at left back and with Ampadu as like a, a second um, defensive midfielder with Norwood and Sharps playing? Like, what? I couldn't understand the Sharp thing at all. Chris Sutton said this, and like, I know you listen to the commentary, and he said... Don't understand because I like Billy Sharp, but I don't understand why he's played in this particular game where you know United are going to play it on the break and stuff. But I thought it was fantastic, Sharp. Yeah, I think uh, I mean just we'll we'll talk about individuals maybe in the back half of <clears throat> yeah. the podcast. But I think just you know massive credit to the players that that did play yesterday and for stepping up. Um, you know I think every single one of them was excellent and just mm-hmm. yeah I, I guess we needed. You know, we needed to play close to perfectly and hope that Man United didn't play well. And I'd say mm-hmm. that's that's a fair summary of, of what actually happened. I mean, for one of the first times this season, we played like mistake-free football for almost the entire yeah. game. You, you know, you think some of the just basic things that we do wrong, like, you know, giving away a, a ball in a dangerous area or a defender losing his man or, you know, Ramsdale dropping across or us missing a sitter or something like that. And we just didn't do it. I mean, I think I said to you, the, we, had a, we had a throw-in in the 59th minute where Baldock threw it to Lundstrom and he passed it back to him. Baldock was offside. And I mm. think that was the first thing in the entire game mm. that we did badly. And we were in the 59th well, that's minute. Well, you started writing down, didn't you? And I did myself. Because mm. we, we thought we were going to get hammered. And we were saying, like, well, we'll try and write down the good things that we did. Yeah. I got to the half time and then I stopped because everything we did, you know, I'm running out of battery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, well, actually, yeah, I'll, I'll expand on that. Yeah, because my thinking was, yeah, let's just list all the good things that happen in this game because yeah. uh, it'll either be a good bit because there'll be like two things on it because we lose 8 0 or something like that, or it'll yeah. actually make me feel better about us losing however mm. many nil. Um, 
and I, I never normally do this when I'm watching the games. I don't take notes or anything like that. I just watch the game and then you know come come at it afterwards. So it was a, an odd experience to be jotting stuff down. But yeah, my my list is huge. <laughs> like, yeah. but it, it start. Yeah. It's quite funny reading reading it back. Like, because it starts out with um, oh, we injured Marshall and that used up some time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, well, uh, I thought it conceded after five minutes. <laughs> Basham has an interception and a dribble and then loses it. But, like, that's on my good list. Yeah. And then as it goes well, on... Half an hour and I'm, look, I'm looking at my half an hour and it's like Fleck Norwood, Fleck Norwood, Fleck Norwood, you know, like doing good things. Yeah, I've got, like, you know, <clears throat> Ian Bryan because he's uh, one-on-one against Greenwood, makes a great tackle, and then yeah. Bruno nicks it, and he makes a good tackle on him as well. Yeah, I've got that one, yeah. Yeah, and, and we just... I mean, we used the ball so well. You know, we obviously didn't have much possession, but we really did pass it about nicely. I do think Manu might have made it a little bit easier for us than I was expecting, but they were poor. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not taking anything away from us because even we've seen Man United be poor pretty much all season. A lot of games this season, at least, where you think these aren't very good, really. But they've got those players, you know what I mean, mm. who can just turn a game. And I think a lot of people have said that about Manu all season. So I'm not taking anything away from our. But yeah, if you're a Man United fan watching that, you you, you must be pulling your hair out. Yeah, exactly. Um, we had a really, I think the first moment of like, because uh, you know, ten minutes obviously completely dominated by Man U, and Rashford has that shot from the edge of the box which he puts wide, which uh, I imagine he wrote down as well as like, a, yep, that's good. He he didn't score yeah, from yeah. that, and then we we had a counter attack which really just sort of served notice of like, oh, hang on, something's. Something's happening here, as in you know we, we've come to play. This isn't this isn't yeah. the performance we've seen in a lot of other away games, particularly this well, season. Let me just put in before you get to that chance that you're talking about, because after ten minutes, I was thinking, I don't know how we're going to have an attack here with Sharp and McGoldrick up from because it's not their sort of game. I, I don't see how we we're going to break their back line because we've not been playing football throughout the season. Basically, we've mm. we've not been able to keep possession long enough to create a chance a lot of the time. So I didn't see how we could create anything other than that ball over the top for a Burke or a Moose or even a Brewster or whatever. But the chance what you're talking about came from a really good move. Well, it might. It, I, I don't even know if I'm. Maybe I'm uh, actually in front of you here, actually, because the one I'm, oh. the one I'm on about, it doesn't actually lead to a shot, but it just put me. You know, it just made me sort of realise, like, hang, we, you know, we we have come to play today. Um, it was basically a, a counter attack that starts with Norwood with this. It's just like a line-breaking pass. It only goes like 20 yards, but, you know, he just ah, has a moment. You're on about 15 minutes I've got here, yeah, when he passed it to Fleck. Exactly that, yeah. And Fleck, yeah. Fleck yeah, yeah, turns yeah. and runs, and I'm, I'm thinking just shoot because we're not going to get many chances. And he, uh, I think it ends up getting, like, worked out to uh, to Brian on the wing. And yeah, he, it's he pretty of a poor ball from Fleck. Not, not a poor ball, but he probably just didn't get enough pace on it. Yeah, but that pass from Norwood, uh, you know, yeah. the fact he had the time and the composure to do that... And it's not an easy pass to make, and we don't have many players that are capable of doing it. But yeah, it just sort of made me sit up a little bit for sure. But then, yeah, the one you're talking about is this through ball from Fleck to Sharp, who's mm. in on goal. It, again, just a astonishingly good pass that we've rarely seen from any of these players this season. And uh, Sharp does pretty well, to be fair, um, you know, considering he's not got the... Uh, the motor of uh, of Burke or someone like that he gets it onto his left foot and um, De Gea saves it with his own foot. I think he, he was offside, wasn't he? His flag, the flag did I go up. I think so. Yeah, I think it was fairly tight, but yeah, <clears throat> I think it would have been. Yeah, the the linesman put his flag up anyway. Yeah, and then um... I mean, I this stupid rule of the linesman. This came into four more than anything. I thought in this game, hmm. 
because they were in the second half and McGoldrick went through. And you just, just put your flag up, man. Yeah, McGoldrick definitely knew he was offside. That's the reason he put uh, yeah. 50 yards I, I, I really hope so, because he was... <laughs> 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 you was... like, I'm just going to blast this. I'm going to try and miss the stand. Get it yeah. over the stand. Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't a great effort from him, to be fair. Um, oh, straight from that chance from uh, from Sharp, they went down the other end, and um, I thought Ampadu did really well to crowd out Greenwood, who sort of yeah. you know got got the run on Jagielka. Ramsdale <clears> sort <throat> of uh, a, a bit of an in between decision. Um, I've actually oh no, then then Ramsdale did the uh, you know headed it out for a throw in, which was a really he headed it, yeah, yeah. Um, which again I've written down. You know, he read a good long pass, and he, it was a good decision, well executed. Which yeah. uh, you know, pat on the back for that kind of thing, um, and then Kean Bryan scores a goal for Sheffield United. <laughs> Just end the pod. Leave it at that. <laughs> I, I mean, what? <laughs> How did you react I to was, that? Like I said I was laughing. I, I said to you <clears throat> again privately. I said that if we score, I probably won't be cheer that much because this is sort of what Man United do. Mm. They sort of let. You know, every I think, but it's is it twenty one points they've won back from losing positions this season. I'm not sure. I think that was the stat that they put up. And every game I see them, they go one nil down, and everyone's like, "Oh, there's a shock at Old Trafford today." And then you think, "Oh, they won three two, three one, or whatever." Yeah. So I said to you, I wasn't really going to cheer if we went one nil up because it would just sort of delay, delay in the inevitable. But and I still thought we were going to lose at this stage. But the way we were playing and stuff, I thought I really, I was really, really happy because I thought we deserved it. I think, uh, and, and no disrespect to Kieran Bryan, but I think the fact that he scored, uh, like of, yeah. of all the players to score, it, it just, I, I did just have a little bit of a laugh to myself and shook my head as like, I don't quite believe this is real. Like, you know, it's yeah. just sort of a very, um, very surreal moment. Um, it's, I thought uh, we were going to get disallowed before I even saw whatever happened, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, okay. So what does happen? Fleck, uh, <laughs> Fleck swings a, a high corner in um, and a pretty simple header for Brian like inside the six-yard box with um, with De Gea kind of... Terrible um, goalkeeping. It, it wasn't great. About Sharp, terrible goalkeeping. Yeah, so uh, Brian gets a flick on it and <clears> it, <throat> it just uh, kisses in off the post. Um, there isn't like uproar for a foul. This is why I, I didn't have any inkling that it might be disallowed, to be honest. And then do see the replay and obviously Solskjaer is uh, adamant, as he would be, that there's a foul. Um, Sharp does uh, land in De Gea's back, shall we say. There is there is contact between Sharp and De Gea. Um I think Sharp does get a push and then starts to trip over someone's leg. Mm. I think it's really soft. Like it's it's one of them that I think could have been given, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised that it wasn't in a way. Well, I I thought it was a foul until half time, where both Rio Ferdinand and Peter Crouch said it were a foul, and mm. then they went to the in-house referee who said that it wasn't a clear and obvious error, and that's. It's weird with all because everyone seems to have their own idea, don't they, uh, of what, what's clear and obvious error. Mm. And it wasn't a clear and obvious error when you think about it. Yeah. It wasn't like the referees missed a, a blatant push there. You know, it's one of those you think, yeah. you know what I mean? And they're, they're the sort of decisions that really should go with the referee. But obviously we've seen in the past that those sort of decisions are overturned by, for whatever reason, someone in the VAR box wants to make a name for themselves or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Indeed. Um, yeah, so that, that, I mean, we've had a lot of go against us. I don't care. Yeah, Man United famously uh, don't get the rubber green with, uh, with well, decisions. Well, someone put, actually, uh, Eggie sent me to see where he, someone put, uh, 
the Man United fan going, man, going, oh, I can't believe they did that, blah, blah, blah. And Sheffield United fan, I don't know who it was, uh, but I'm sure you'll get one decision go for you one day. <laughs> <laughs> because, yeah, it evens itself out, mate, doesn't it? It's like, oh, you've missed what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, Tequila Reno on, uh, on Twitter reminded me of this that we discussed, uh, I think... I think before we got promoted, actually, or like just before the last season started, how uh, how Sharp won't get away with that kind of thing in the Premier League because Sharp was very very canny at that kind of uh, you know a little uh, a little bump on the goalkeeper. From I set remember pieces. when we went up against Bolton, and I think when you and Jay were doing the podcast, you all have been on there. And um, not not we went up against Bolton, so the season we went up, and Sharp did something similar, didn't I? I think it was Bolton. We're Bolton. We were, we were. Oh no, sorry, we're Ipswich. It was the Ipswich game when we did go up. Oh, O'Connell's header. Oh, O'Connell coming in, yeah. Um, yeah. And I think you both said he'll not get away with that. And I was thinking, because I, I remember listening to it thinking, oh, yeah, they won't, will they? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to. These two incidents uh, arrive in quick succession the goal and what we'll mention now. So they do dovetail quite nicely. But um, yeah, so Man you have a corner of their own. It gets headed up in the air. Ramsdale comes out to collect. Uh, at the point of him catching it, there's contact between Maguire and Ramsdale. He drops the ball and uh, Marshall sweeps it into the net. And uh, I'm going to be consistent, mate. I don't think this was a foul either, to be honest. It wasn't. I thought this was a goal, I thought, in fairness. But again, the referee at half-time uh, in the studio said that the reason it wasn't given is because the referee had already blown the whistle before the ball had got in the net and VAR can't overturn a foul. They can only to overturn you know, goals or red cards or whatever. Yeah. So... It would have been given if the referee hadn't blown his whistle before. It's just a referee error on the pitch because he, yeah. the VAR can't overturn a foul. And because he blown the whistle before the ball got in the net, then he, he they couldn't overturn it. Yeah. Well, it, it might have been overturned, I suppose. We should clarify the, <clears throat> you know, having having given a foul in, uh, you know, in real time, I think it's very possible that he would have stuck with his decision much as he did uh, at the other end, I suppose. Just because uh, yeah, yeah, there yeah, is definite yeah. contact, you know, and. You know, you see from like one angle, it looks like Ramsdale's just basically runs straight into Maguire. But obviously, from the kind of head-on, you can see that Maguire's come running in from the side, and uh, mm. the fact Maguire has a look at him as well, I think that uh, that lends itself towards being a free kick. But I, I thought uh, neither of those were fouls. The goal that was given. No, I think if that goes and... against us, we're we're up in arms. If I'm going to be completely honest with that. Yeah. So we uh, we did get a little bit of a uh, a break there I think for sure but hey come on it's been a season of as I said getting kicked in the face I think we'll uh, we'll t- we'll take the odd bit of uh, fortune going in our favour I saw a Wednesday fan on Twitter saying how many decisions do this team get it's like what <laughs> well there's one <laughs> yeah that's one uh, I suppose one against Fulham who were quite lucky and that's about it, isn't it? Yes, in, in 20 games or whatever <laughs> um, McGoldrick almost got in from a fantastic flick from Sharp like round the corner to play him in yeah. on goal and I thought, wow, this. I guess you could say this is good defending for Wambisaka because uh, I, I think the ball only gets away from McGoldrick because Wambisaka sort of gets a hold of him basically in a a, a yeah. way that doesn't result in a free kick. But yeah, he was he was so close to being in. Um, Jagielka had a good block from a, a, a Greenwood shot, and then uh, yeah, there was there was that great bit of um, I think it was was Fleck on the. Uh, it, yeah, it was right right near the end of the half, wasn't it? When he just sort yeah, of, when he did he meg him? Yeah, not meg one Bissaka, <laughs> and then just gets leveled by uh, Tuan Zabi. Terrible. Yeah. I mean, I don't think we're sending off. It's an awful challenge. 
Yeah. In fact, I've skipped ahead a bit here. I thought I was into the second half, but I've just got so many good things <laughs> that, yeah. that happen. Um, Norwood had like a clipped through pass to Bulldog, if you remember where he was just offside. Like, yeah, just offside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just uh, <laughs> again, like the the chip shot over the top. It was, it was just inch perfect from him, and, and you know something we've not seen in a lot of these games. Um, I, I have to talk about. Uh, we'll talk about Norwood uh, in more detail in a bit, but that crunching tackle on Pogba, where he wins the ball completely fairly and. You've probably seen the clips, but I know you are because I sent it to you. But he yeah, leaves yeah, he yeah. leaves Pogba like literally spinning on his feet, almost in like he's stunned, like he doesn't know where he is. It's yeah, it's like Vinnie Jones. <laughs> yeah, it's a perfectly fair tackle. Um, I mean, he doesn't even leave his feet, does he? No, what he just just comes uh, bounding in, and yeah, it rem- this this game as a whole. I'll, I'll use this as an example of what I mean. Is that I, I sort of forgot what it's like to watch football that I'm so invested in. Because yeah. of how bad it's been, and at that that particular moment, I was clapping just looking at my laptop, and you feel like an idiot. <laughs> but you're obviously caught up in the game that much. Really forgot what that was like up until this match. To be honest, I really, really had. Yeah, we uh, so it finishes uh, it's a half time one nil, and I'm sort of looking at it going, I don't trust this. Like, <laughs> like that was that was fantastic from us. Like, we, we played an almost perfect half of football. The only thing that wasn't perfect was that we got when we got that free kick from Fleck, what you're talking about when he megged him, and I thought, right, this is brilliant. Norwood lobbed this in the area, and he did that appalling <laughs> free kick that didn't get off the ground. I'm like, no! <laughs> but they didn't score on the counter-attack from no, that, so that's no, always no. good. And, he, and he in, I'll let him off for that, because he was fantastic. For, well, in the second as well, but even up to that point. Yeah. Um, By the way, if Fleck had got stretched off... Who the hell would we have put on for him? Yeah, well, this was the thing with the team when I was looking at it going, like, I don't understand. This is at nil-nil. I don't understand why we're playing Sharp. Like, why not just play another midfielder instead? And then I'm looking at it going, oh, we, we literally don't have any more midfielders. <laughs> no, Jack Robwell went missing again. He's, he's, he's had his bench for the for the season. He's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, um, well, he's not obviously not a midfielder, but, the, you know, if, if Jack Robinson could escape from whatever wormhole he's... He slipped into, then he could potentially. I'd like to know what. I mean, I'm not. I'm not going to lie. I'm not missing him, but at the yeah. same time, I would like to know what's happening. Yeah, because then you know, then he could potentially play at the back, and um, you could have then uh, you know Ampadu in midfield, or <laughs> which uh, I think was we would probably possibly have done is maybe brought McGoldrick on. Or, I mean, I didn't know Max Lowe could play, or maybe put Max Lowe and then Keen Brain to left centre off. But I wanted to leave Ampadu there. So I thought, well, fan. To be honest, you were my man of the match. We were going to players. I know everyone's mm. going on about Jags, but I think Ampadu were our best player, actually. Yeah, definitely uh, Definitely have some words about him shortly. So we're into the second half. Did you see this first <clears> touch <throat> from uh, from Sharp on the touchline? Yeah. Oh, I was doing like a, what, the, what the kids, I don't know if they still do it, you know when they like sort of wrap their, their hand? Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm doing it here, but you can see it. <laughs> like this sort of... <laughs> Like Ali G style. Yeah, like Ali G, that's it, yeah. Proper, I were doing that. Like, whoa! Proper late nineties <laughs> reference here. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say the kids probably don't know that anymore. Yeah. No, the kids the kids are all in their thirties and have, have kids of their own now, I think. Oh like well, yeah, going, what's that? <laughs> but yeah, I mean the camera practically missed it. I was you know, it's just like how has he done that? I don't understand. He just in one move, you know, controlled it and pivoted away from his defender and he's suddenly running down the wing. Absolutely amazing. And, you know, just just sort of fits this whole thing of, like, every single player, like, 
just just played almost at their peak. I thought in this game it was fantastic. I thought Sharp in this like in this game showed points to his game that he's arguably not shown before the United. Yeah. <clears throat> I know he's got this in him. But I think he's a good footballer. I just think he lacks the physicality, or not the physicality, the pace mm. to sort of you know execute what he wants to do a lot of the time at this level. And that's why he's such a good poacher and stuff in the lower leagues. He gets more time and stuff. But in this game, he, you know, we're up against Man United. Man United's not got the best defence in the league or anything, but I thought he'd give him a torrid time, Maguire. It's, yeah, it's still a good defence, though, isn't it? I mean, I know Twan's oh, yeah. is only like his first or second start or something like that. And, They're uh, all getting our team, aren't they? Let's be honest. Yeah, indeed. Um, McGoldrick had that shot where he, uh, you know, sort of outside of the foot just curled it just over and wide. And then. Uh, pat on the back for Ramsdale here because well, I, this actually I felt there was a bit of a momentum shift around uh, it sounds very easy to say this now because they do end up scoring about three minutes mm-hmm. later but I think around that 58-59 minute mark yeah. we, we suddenly I don't know what it was but we were suddenly much less in control like you know, there's a lot of sort of scrambled clearances instead of passing our way out of trouble yeah. um, and we end up giving away a couple of free kicks on the edge of the area Rashford has this one that uh, dips over the wall, and I got to say, really good handling by Ramsdale. You know, yeah. he has given us reason to sort of be worried about how he's going to deal with that kind of shot. I know it's straight at him, but it's you know Rashford causes all sorts of problems with those free kicks, and he just handles it perfectly. You know, there's no rebound. Chris there's no fumble. After, you know, he's, he's had a bad season. Sorry, after that free kick, and he said he's had a bad season. Ramsdale, he goes, don't underestimate. You know how difficult that is just to keep hold of. He could have easily parried that out and took the safe option, and then it's one-one. Exactly that. Um, they get another free kick, and Fernandez. There were unnecessary fouls I felt from us at this point. To be completely honest. Yeah, this is what I mean. We were just, you know, like Lundstrom sort of uh, miscontrols one when he had a chance to, you know, start a counter attack, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, Fernandez has that free kick, and it, it flicks off Ampadu, much to my relief, and doesn't uh, doesn't go in the net as I was expecting it to do. Yeah, yeah. He obviously uh, scored one against Liverpool the other day, didn't he? Um, but then they do equalise from the corner. Our Achilles heel corners. I, all I keep going through my mind, and I think a message at you, is the Warnock quote of, you're throwing it away to set peace. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how it felt, because you're just like, they weren't really, they weren't carving his open. All I think there were once where Greenwood got through, weren't they, and he put it wide. And I think that's yeah. the only time in the whole game, really, that they carved us open in terms of a passing move. So to, to concede off a set piece, and I was like listening to the great Mark Goldbridge after... <laughs> And um, and he was saying like Man United have not been good offset pieces in both boxes this season. So to let them score against us, we're like sort of oh. Yeah, well, I've I've lost count of how many goals we've conceded from corners this season. I mean, it's a good header. Don't get me wrong. And it's a you know it's a, it's, a, it's a really good header, but it's another. And you just this is. I'm not saying the reason we're going to go down is because of set pieces, but it's goals like that. You just we weren't conceding last season. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Tellers is very good uh, at set pieces. I think that's like um, he's, he's notoriously strong at corners and free kicks. So he puts in a good ball. Maguire gets away from Jagielka and powers it into the net. I, I don't totally know what happens here. I've, I've watched it multiple times trying to work it out. I think I think Jagielka is trying to mark him, but he drops off because Maguire sort of uh, is is running past. Other players basically. So Wilder he... blames Jagielka after the game. I don't know what. I, I, I think I saw three interviews with him mm. on different places, and it might be the BT one. And he said, "Yeah, Jagielka's lost his man." Yeah, I think he. I think what he's trying to do, Jags, is like just drop off a couple of yards so they can get round other players. But yeah, in yeah, doing yeah. so, he, he leaves himself. <laughs> <laughs> he leaves himself too much to do, and uh, yeah, Maguire just 
just powers it in. So, you know, the inevitability of conceding a corner and then the inevitability of the goal scorer as well, I guess, you know, yeah. adding to Cal Walker and Jamie Vardy and the others. Nobody thought we were going to do anything after that. I don't care who you are. Nobody realistically said, oh, we can still win this. I think we all thought, well, that's that, you know. A bit yeah. like the Liverpool. I expected this to be like the Liverpool game once they equalised. I thought we, we were playing well, so I thought it would be competitive, but I thought, yeah, Man United are going to win this 2-1. Yeah, especially, as I said, that goal came at, like, after three or four minutes where I just sort of felt we'd lost our way a little bit. And um, what I said to you, Dino, I was like, I just wish we could draw games this season because, you know, I think in any other season, I'd be thinking, right, just let's just keep it tight now and try and and hold out for a point. But realistically, we need to score again because we never draw. Like, we need to go and get another goal if we're going to get anything out of this game. And to, to the team and the players' credit... I think that's exactly what we did. I don't think we changed yeah. how we played at all. We were very uh, adventurous when we did win possession. Um, Ampadu goes on that marauding run from the back. I mean, ridiculous that! Like he's going to score. This is yeah. <laughs> it was practically not goal, ever wasn't it? Seen, like gigs, but on steroids. <laughs> yeah. It was uh, it was Harry Maguire esque. I thought from uh, back in his League One days when he'd start. Yeah, yeah. He'd just suddenly start rumbling forward and end up on the edge of the opposition box. Um, credit to Fernandez actually for um, chasing him back and mm. uh, winning that tackle, um, and then we retake the lead, sort of eight or nine minutes later. And yeah, once again, tell me how you reacted to this. Stunned, cheered, stunned. I, I think one of my friends messaged me, and I he said something like, "Because I were a little bit behind," and he, and he messaged me because I'd, I'd muted things, but I was like going on to. You know, when I thought they were a breaking play or whatever, I was seeing what people were saying. And he sent me something like, in off the ball, that's unbelievable. And I'm like, what's he talking about? Like, and I, I, I thought, if anyone, it's going to be Man United. And then we scored. I was honestly stunned, cheered, but I'm like, I was getting in. And I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what's happening? I, I think I, I just, I actually just sort of screamed, what the F into my hands, basically. Just like, oh, yeah. I, don't, I don't understand what's just. I just I couldn't process it. The goal um, was absolutely ridiculous as well. <laughs> it was. It could, you know, a great. There's five or six players involved who do a good thing in this. I mean, I think it's Lundstrom with a, a good challenge in our half, and then he drives forward because I'm thinking, pass it to Burke, who's ahead of him. He Burke had come on at this point, obviously, um, but instead Lundstrom like powers past Burke at pace with the ball. Yeah. But then we, yeah, we end up sort of um, cycling it around. I thought Norwood had played a, a too heavy pass for Baldock, but actually it was perfect. So Baldock gets around the back of Tellez. He puts in that cross. And then Maguire with a... If you're a Man United fan, as you say, I think you're absolutely tearing your hair out of this goal. Cause yeah, definitely. You know, I said five or six players for us do something good, but I think five or six players for them do something terrible. Um, and Maguire just... Dribbling it towards his own goal line is a questionable it's decision. Just string and then De Gea instead of just booting it out, just right, have it back, have another crack. <laughs> yeah, it just it just scuffs it towards the wing, doesn't it? Where um, I think it's Lundstrom picks it up again, um, and then Matic doesn't bother closing him down. It comes into it comes into Burke who has one of the worst shots possible. I think like if it even is a shot, where he like scuffs it straight into the defender. Who kicks it to Bulldog, who's under absolutely no pressure. It comes back to Burke, and he, he shoots properly this time and uh, just nicks off Twan Zabi's leg and bounces in off the bar. And 
It was so weird because like, there were so many times where I'm going, just shoot, cross it, shoot, mm. cross it. We've got so much space. What are you doing? Why are you so slow? <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't believe how much space we had. I mean, it was no. good from us to, you know, not panic. And I I don't know, maybe we surprised Man United. We did. You could hear watching, um, watching the highlights back, you can hear Wilder, like, shouting at Baldock to get forward, like, on the counter as in, essentially, flood their box. Let's go. This yeah. is a chance here. We've got... Uh, we've got a right midfielder forward. We've got two strikers. Norwood's come in. Get that right wing back up as well. And it was a bit of a flashback to yeah, like Championship days when we used yeah, to do that, yeah. and last season, I suppose, where we would flood the box, don't you know, create all those overloads. But yeah, man, you just uh, just walking about. I mean, I say we flooded their box, but we didn't. You know, it's not like there's ridiculous movement from us or anything like that. We just we got like five players in loads of space. And eventually Berg just thinks, yeah, I, I, sure. Honestly, I, I watched it back a few times and I just, I mean, from a Man United point of view, I, I, I can't understand what they were even trying to do. I, I mean, no. I don't know if they were too cocky trying to pass it out. I, I really don't know. An awful goal from their point of view. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, Berg shoots, it deflects in. It's his goal. It's his first, uh, I think it's his first Premier League goal, isn't it, of his career? Um, and That's he, right, he, yeah. yeah, yeah. And this is, is this his first Premier League win? That he's, nah, I... He won against Newcastle, didn't he? Of course he did. Yeah. Aye, of course he did, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and you enjoyed his little celebration, didn't you? I did like his Bruce Forsyth-style celebration, yeah, <laughs> where he sort of did, yeah, good game, good game. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I mean, I thought the players looked sort of... I, I mean, the, the sort of the reaction of the players to this goal as well was quite telling, I thought. It wasn't well, sort of... people say, <clears throat> why aren't they celebrating? It's like, well, for one, we were on national news last time. <laughs> last time we scored a goal. Yeah. Uh, and for two, they're probably stunned. Yeah. It, it wasn't like they're like, oh my God, you know, Paul Pesky Salido yeah. run round, everyone's, everyone's like, you know, screaming like small children type things. Like, yeah, everyone just seemed, you know, because you can hear the players and they're just like, yeah, nice. <laughs> you know, should we get on with the game? <laughs> It was uh, it was it was ridiculous, um, and it still is ridiculous, I think. Um, and then I thought we defended fantastically, and I thought Man United played right into our hands of just basically we're just going to launch balls into the box from from deep, and we've got three central defenders who all right, they're they're not all the best in the air, but they did the job, didn't they? They stood up to it. Ramsdale yeah. again, two massive catches in this yeah, time. Yeah, that second catch in particular, I thought were fantastic, given everything that's happened with him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and you know, we've we've kind of said a few times it, it looks like he wants to do that, but then he sort of gets it wrong a few times. Like you know, he the yeah. intent is there, but maybe the decision to do it wasn't right. But these two, absolutely fantastic. I mean, just what you want when you're defending a league. You know, we used to give. We used to give Henderson so many plaudits for doing that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and sorry to bring up Henderson, I suppose, in relation <laughs> to Ramsdale again. But yeah, I thought that was um, I thought that was excellent. Um, a couple of other good things. Uh, Burke dribbles down the line and wins the throw in late on. Like uses up, uses up so much time. Like you know, just basically going on a slow dribble down the line. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, winning his time. Um, I mean, Bashan... obviously that one where he, he went one on one, didn't he against? Matic. Matic, yeah. That was frustrating. <laughs> yeah, I thought, go think, on. All you need to do, mate, is just fit it past him and you are clean through. And he tried to take him on, which I thought was the wrong option. I think if he if he knocks it and then sprints, he's mm. clean through. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, Basham almost had a Dean Hammond moment uh, at Old Trafford where he, 
So. Ooh, yeah, my, I was sort of like, you know, your heart literally stops and you're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, when, when I say a Dean Hammer moment, I just mean like, a, what on earth have you just done? Yeah, I know. Um, it, it was on almost the same patch of grass as well as where <laughs> Hammond made that foul. Um, but yeah, Basham, like, just, I don't know what he's doing. He's, he's just having a little dribble in his own box. He loses it, but fortunately, Jagielka is there with a massive recovery block. Uh, and then I yeah, think from yeah, the yeah. corner, um, Baldock takes a takes a back heel from Cavani right in the gob. Which, uh, you know what? Even at that stage, ninety second minute, and I was thinking, I reckon we can get a point here. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, Ramsdale makes another catch. Uh, there's a bit more play, but Brewster clears it out for a throwing down the other end. The full time whistle goes, and that is it. It is the the shock of the season, surely. I. Yeah. I'm still... I saw loads of Villa fans getting really upset because everywhere the shock of the season, the story of the season. We beat Liverpool seven two. You know, <laughs> <laughs> settle down, Villa. You're like top ten or something. Yeah. You've got nothing to worry about. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, I mean, how did you feel at full time? Um, I, I was stunned, absolutely, and I mean genuinely. I text so many people to say I'm lost for words. Like you, you tweeted it out, and I, I put this before I saw your tweet, and you summed it up. I just, I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to. It wasn't like a, it wasn't like bouncing day where I'm running around my house. Get the cans out! Woo! Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was just like total disbelief of like, how have we done that? And, and I'll, I, I looked at the table for the first time. I thought, did we get extra points? <laughs> <laughs> That's how it felt. It was such a huge. And I think like straight away after, I'm thinking I'm not dreading the rest of the season anymore simply because. Not saying we're going to stay up, but if you can go to Old Trafford and win, and all right, it might be a one-off and all this stuff. Man, man, you might have not been firing all cylinders or anything like that, but you just it gives you that little thing about football again when you think, you know what, you, you, these things do happen, and it's been loss after loss after loss after loss, and even the Newcastle game went to form. Yeah. Went to, mm-hmm. not form, sorry, went the, for what the bookies thought were going to happen, and it just made me realise that, you know, we can, I'm not saying we're going to go and beat City, I'm not saying we're going to go and stay up and stuff, but the, the games like this can happen. And they do yeah. happen throughout our season. They just haven't been happening to us. Yes, yeah, indeed. Like, I, like I've said many times, everyone else is having fun except for us. But this was our fun moment. Yeah. And uh, and what a moment. And, yeah, I hope that 40 minutes or whatever talking about it is, has done justice to what is an absolutely astonishing win, frankly, yeah. for, for where where this club is at the moment. Um, and, yeah, no matter, you know, no matter what happens now for the rest of the season, and we're through two of these three very tough games now, but whatever happens, we won at Old Trafford. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Well, another thing as well is that I looked on a few opposition forums last night, so I thought, I wonder what like Liverpool and City fans are saying. Obviously, wind up, and they're all saying the same. And West Brom fan, everyone there, and they was like saying, um, "Where's this Sheffield United team been? They look really good. They look like a mid-table Premier League side uh, yeah. in this particular game." I think Wilder might argue that there's been a couple of other games where we've looked like that as well, to be honest. Um, Newcastle at home, I think we looked a, a decent side. Uh, what was the other one where we... Fulham, I said, uh, oh. certainly for the first half, we blew them away, I first thought. First half, but there were, another, there were a defeat where I thought we looked all right. I can't remember it. Oh, Liverpool, Liverpool away. Yeah, that's true. West Brom as well. We... Premier League team and stuff. And so frustrating... Uh, you know, I've I, I got a few views from the City game, so obviously that's coming up fairly quick. And one of them was something like, the Sheffield United is such a world away from West Brom just simply because they're a better team. West Brom might be above them and they might scrape these results, but Sheffield United can actually play football, whereas West Brom 
not saying they can't play football, but you know what I'm getting at. <laughs> yeah, indeed. We're just. And that's uh... what the frustrating thing is. They were, they were also that little. Uh, when, one of my friends texted me as a Wednesday fan. He goes, This is one of my five worst nights of all time. It's <laughs> 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 obviously Wednesday lost to Coventry as well. And then um, I go, Yeah, it's a shame. It's just like 400 games too late. <laughs> yeah, I know. This. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really want to sully the moment, I suppose. No, no, but... I'm, not, I'm not saying it in the sense that we, we deserve to be where we are, but it does make it makes me really... I'm glad it happened. It makes me so optimistic for next season because it wasn't just a back-to-the-wall back to sort of performance. We played really good football as well. And you, mm. I'm more confident now thinking, you know, all right, well, City, different ball game. I think City are far better than Man United, to be completely honest. I think they'll finish multiple points above them. But mm. you can go anywhere, can't you, and get a result, really? Play like that. It should be. Uh, it should have the belief for the rest of the season. Yeah, and uh, it it just bodes well that you know this team's been uh, in in such a, a terrible position that they can turn in a performance like this. And yeah, it is. I know that two of them are in the cups, but it is four wins out of five now. Yeah. Um And you know, if we didn't shoot ourselves in the foot repeatedly against Spurs, then that was a more competitive game than uh, you know than we've played. For, for earlier parts of this season, for sure. So I want to bring something in a tactical sense. I mean, um, I think some of our best performances this season, I'd say Villa away, Brighton away, and this one, have come when we've defended really deeply. Not not necessarily mm. defensively, but deeply, and sort of tried to hit on the break. Do you think we've missed a trick there this season? Possibly. Um, I'm wondering whether to drop this now or wait until after the Man City game but no I'll, I'll just put it out there because Man City can hammer anyone can't they yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, expected goals against since Boxing Day so I'm I'm, I'm using an arbitrary pretty arbitrary cut off point there yeah. um, the game before that was Brighton where we had 10 men so we conceded loads of shots and a high yeah, XGA yeah. in that one but in our last six games we are there are let me see of teams that have played six times we have the fourth best defence in those six games. And a lot of that is, I think, you know, that includes like Everton where they just didn't have to, they were they were poor and didn't really, well, they were trying hard. Palace where they, you know, didn't have to try that kind of thing. Yeah. But we've now played Spurs and Man United and we have held them to not many good chances in silly this goals. little run. Silly, silly goals, Tottenham in particular, are goals that, and nothing to do... They're just poor individual errors. I mean, you could argue a corner is not an individual error, but I think in that particular instance it was. It was poor from Bogle. Mm. Yeah, but I mean, you look at the other goals in that Spurs game, you know, one's a, uh, either a ridiculous finish or a, or a fluke, and one's yeah. a 20-yarder from Harry Kane. Yeah. Um, so it just I've been sort of monitoring that just for a couple of games, really, like going into that Spurs game anyway, when I thought, okay, we, you know, it's just just fixture bias, basically. But yeah. yeah, it's just sort of giving me a little heads up of like, maybe as a team, we're starting to just patch this together a little bit. I mean, it's... Like you know, say, City can hammer everyone, so I don't think your theory falls apart if you lose 6-0 to City, because I think City could be Man United 6-0 if they'd have yeah. played like Man United had yesterday. Exactly. But yeah, I, you know... I think it's easy for us to look at that six-game run and be like, you know, we as you said correctly, we've conceded some poor goals and there's been some errors and things like that. But just compared to the rest of the league, it's right up there. I mean, you know, just in that run, there's uh, there's teams here that have only played five or six games, but we are what one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We are eighth best so far out of out of all teams since Boxing Day. But yeah, as I say, only three that have played six games have a tighter defence than us, and they are Man City, West Ham, who were. Under the the Moyes Renaissance and uh, and Leicester who were up in the top of the league as well, so 
We're starting to piece it together a little bit, I think, defensively. Or at least I hope I wish we, we are. Have City next, but then again, I'm thinking we're going to be knackered. Is it best to, to have City next, if you know what I mean? Yeah. And, because uh, and... It, it, I, what I'm happy with, with this is, is I'm not talking about survival and stuff. I'm genuinely talking about... My aim at the moment, I think a realistic aim, is to if we finish second from bottom and people from the outside and even the inside might laugh and say, well, you're still going down, I think that would be a bit of an achievement from where we've come from, to be completely honest. I think if we so. Catch, I think if we can catch West Brom up. So we've already got the three points from Man U. Say we lose to City, then it's West Brom on Tuesday. Get six points out of those three games. Yeah, that's incredible. And that'll be, what, nine out of 15? Yeah, I think... Uh... And you know, again, I, I know this does sound defeatist, but I think if we if we end up with like twenty odd points, that's, we've done that's, really well, really, really well. That's quite a good end to the season, you know. That's, I think that's... if we can finish with twenty five, twenty six points, we'll be going into next season with a bit of momentum, as daft as it sounds. Yeah, because that'll be pretty much a point a game for the rest of the season. Yeah, in know? the Premier League. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I'm with you. Um, do you know we we started this before we started recording, saying so we're not going to talk about Man City, and then we've ended up mentioning yeah. them, unfortunately. Know, yeah. But yeah, yeah. not to worry. Right, let's, let's take a very quick break, and uh, we will drill into some individual performances because there's uh, there's plenty to talk about. So we'll just have one break here. Quick break to tell you about one of the sponsors of Blades Pod, and that is Glistening Kicks. Now, if you ever look down at your shoes and trainers and think they need a bit of a touch up, then Glistening Kicks is the service for you. They are a Sheffield-based business who deliver high-end cleaning, restoration, and weather treatment services for shoes, sneakers, and trainers. Glistening Kicks will remove loose dirt and debris, give laces, shoes, and midsoles a deep clean, and can touch up any scuffs or imperfections. If you're looking for a repaint due to damage or general wear and tear, they can take care of that for you too. They offer local collection and return in Sheffield and the surrounding areas, including Rotherham, Barnsley, Chesterfield, and other locations in South Yorkshire and Derbyshire. They also do nationwide shipping via their safe, fast, and reliable courier service. So you can be sure your footwear is in the best possible hands. Glistening Kicks is run by Blades fans, and they also offer a service to add a Blades logo to your trainers. Or if you have a Wednesday fan in your life, the Wednesday logo is available as well. Save yourself from spending on a brand new pair. Give your existing kicks the treatment they deserve instead. Head to glisteningkicks.co.uk and book your service today. That is glisteningkicks.co.uk. You can also follow them on Instagram at glistening underscore kicks to get a closer look at the great work they do in making shoes and trainers look their best. Now back to the podcast. And we're back. And yeah, we're going to finish this week talking about some of the stars of last night's win. We were going to do another memorable match this week, by the way, but seeing as this was such a uh, a huge win, we're going to we're going to punt that one to the next podcast. So don't worry, that feature has not been retired permanently. It will be back in uh, in due course. Um, after the next loss, <laughs> <laughs> we won't just be doing them after defeats, but we'll see how it goes. Um, so I mean, yeah, just. Generally, where the hell did this performance come from? I mean, yeah. let's let's start with uh, let's start with Key and Brian. I think, um, and I, I will say, whoever tweeted me before the season asking if uh, you know last season was the year of Lord Lundstrom, is this the year of King Kean? Whoever that was, make yourself known because what a shout! I didn't see that coming at all. Massive shout uh, out to Den Blades as well for that uh, Jolly Green Giant. Uh, yeah. Post that they've done where uh, oh, oh, Brian. Brian. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good story. I mean, I, I like um, you know the BT commentary. You you could practically hear uh, Darren Fletcher like flicking through his notes. Like 
who the hell is that that's scored? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's about Ex-City 30 guy, seconds isn't he? Ex-Man City man as well, so probably meant a yeah. lot in that, he's obviously... Yeah. <laughs> Manchester lad and uh, yeah from Man City's academy was where we uh, where we signed him from obviously um, he went off injured in the second half which uh, is a shame for him but I, I just took that as like we didn't want to you know we didn't want to sully his perfect performance up to that point you know it's too precious those 50 odd minutes like yeah. you, you've done everything we could ask of you um, yeah, I remember you know, an alternative on the match a couple of weeks ago. Oh, sorry, earlier on this season, where I said, "Look, at least he's played a Premier League game. Uh, now he's got yeah. a Premier League goal at Old Trafford." You know what I mean? Yeah, playing uh, playing at left wing back. Um, as you said, Max Lowe apparently only good for ten minutes. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Has he played left wing back uh, so far this season? I feel like he's been mainly. Uh, left centre back is when he's. Playing, I'm ninety percent but... sure he played left wing back in the pre-season friendly against yeah. Preston, I think, or maybe Derby, one of those two, and that's about it. I think. Sounds about right. He um he did well. You know, I I, I don't think he could. I know he scored a goal that makes it like you know real. That's your your highlight and you know makes you puts your name in the headlines kind of thing. But I thought defensively he was really really good and he used the ball well and he got forward well. Uh, I actually as think well. he's better than Jack Robinson. Personally, I don't know. I think it's. I think it's. Uh, I think it's comparable. Certainly, I just don't not... think he makes the mistakes Robinson does. I think Robinson's got one huge rick in him every game. <laughs> I think Brian keeps it simple, and, and sometimes he gets outdone with better players and stuff. But I don't remember him making too many out and out awful errors. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, West Brom. I do remember one misjudgment, but he still was okay in that game. You know, yeah. I think he's. I think we, you know, we don't think he's a great player. We think he's probably playing at about the the max you can get out of him, yeah. right? Like, yeah. And really, that's all you can ask for with the injuries that we've got. That when somebody is like, you know, dropped into the team, that they just do the best that they can and try not to make mistakes. And yeah, I, I think that's you know, it sounds very backhanded compliment, but full credit to him. You know, he's he never played in the championship with us. Um, in fact, he. He never played in the championship full stop, has he? Um, this no, is the, uh, I don't know. he just went never straight played. from League One to the Premier League. Yeah. And, he never um, even came on, even when we had that massive injury crisis when uh, Stearman came in and mm. against Middlesbrough and all this. He never even got a, get a game then. I remember him being on the bench thinking, oh, we're well, a bit tight this week. We've got Keen Brown on the bench. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, full credit to him. Uh, you know, this is what we. This is what the squad is for, and ideally, you you know, you have these players that just parachute in for like four or five games a season, and they do you know a seven out of ten job in those games, and that's all you kind of want them to do. Um, you know, we, we're kind of in a situation where Brian might need to start multiple games on top of that for us, and that's where it becomes less ideal. But yeah, he, he did a great job last night, and yeah, it's, it just sort of fits with the surreal nature of it that he's the one that ends up scoring the goals. And yeah, yeah, puts us in front. Yeah. Anything else you want to say about him or? Uh... No, I just like you say. I think we've sort of covered that and sort of it, it's just a really good story for him personally, and I'm happy for him because I think he's you know, he's been at the club. He's one of our longest serving players. Yeah. Uh, and we've all seen him play, and he, he he seems like a good professional and stuff, and been difficult for him. And yeah, fair play to him. He's always got this now, and I you know just got at Old Trafford. Yeah. He, uh, you're right. He signed in 2018. Um, and never made a league appearance before this season. I mean, it's interesting hearing his his interview afterwards. He was just saying, you know, he kind of kind of knew the situation. If he's he's just behind Jack O'Connell for that left centre back spot, yeah. and obviously O'Connell is is so good that uh, it was unlikely he was going to get in on on merit, if you like. But uh, yeah, the opportunity is there for him now. Although 
uh, as it happens, he was left wing back in this game and uh, yeah. did a great job there. Um, well, should we talk about the guy who did play left centre back? Um, and that is Ethan Ampadu. Yeah. Excellent. Like, I thought he was the man of the I know everyone get it, Jags. I, I, the only little point I'll lose Jags for is that goal. Being really critical by saying that, I'm aware of that. But hmm. I just thought Ampadu just edged him personally. I thought he made blocks, tackles, brilliant on the ball. Like, not just yeah. that run that he did, but really used it well, really calm. This is a guy who, after the Palace game, I was saying we should probably send him back for his own good. Mm-hmm. Not not because um necessarily wanted him to go back, but I just didn't see he weren't going to be here next year. What was the point? I think since Bristol Rovers game, I think he was a bit shaky there. I think he's been our most consistent player this month, actually. I think we're really good against Newcastle. One of the better players against Tottenham. Really good against uh, Plymouth, and I thought we lost lost a bit defensively when he went into midfield. Mm-hmm. Um, and then last night, I thought we reminded him, I think he's had a really good month. Yeah, absolutely. I think I can't remember which game it was after where I was saying, you know, he's he's a looks like a great defender when you don't need to defend that much, as in he's really good on the ball. Yeah. But uh you know, if you put him under a lot of stress as a defender, then it might fall down, particularly playing an unfamiliar position. But yeah, I mean Man United's you know, Man United's attack, that's as big a stress test as you're gonna get pretty much. Yeah. Um, and I'll you know, bat for him, and I've said this before on on air that He's been in so many different positions. He's played central midfield, right centre-half, middle centre-half, mm-hmm. left centre-half. He's played with a two in defensive midfield. He's played in like the Norwood role. He's been all over the place. And yeah. I just wonder if hindsight, um, and I'm not blaming Wilder for this, because I don't think you know, he, he's had that many injuries to, to deal with. I wonder if it had been better just leaving him at left centre-half all season and letting him to grow into it. Yeah, you did say that a few weeks ago, didn't you? Just like, just leave him there now. Like, just give yeah. him a run. And I understand why we've been messing up. He played brilliant against Liverpool in midfield, and I would say, "Lah, oh, that's the answer there." You know, but get amp- mm. and then he sort of lost his way the weeks after. And he's been all over the place, a young lad. And I, I, I think from now on, just leave him at left centre half. He's undoubtedly our best option there, just simply because he's the better player out of uh, Brian himself and Robinson. Yeah, I think he, he does give us a lot on the ball for sure. And and yeah, I don't. I haven't seen anybody else really stick their hand up and say, like, I'm a better pure defender in this position than yeah. uh, And than he's had he to play midfield because Norwood's been appalling this season on the whole. Other mm. than, you know, this, he had a, another one who's had a good month. Take away the Tottenham game. I think he's been really good against uh, Plymouth, Newcastle, and yesterday. Yeah. Um, but obviously, he's had a really, really, really tough season. So Ampadu's had to play there with Berger being out. So I understand why Wilder has shunted him about because he, it's good to have a player like that who can play a few positions. But. Leave him, leave him be. Leave him at left centre half. I think. Well, there's long had this, um, uh, I, I guess, approach of um, you know, left footers on the left, right footers on the right. You know, don't don't break that balance. And I, I, I think you can't argue with that. This, you know, the, the track record is there of that yeah. being successful. You know, the the balance does benefit us. But it did he make must. me laugh a Say again, sorry. Needs must. <laughs> yeah, and it did make me laugh a little bit last night when I sort of looked up with 10 minutes to go and you've got a right footer at left centre-back and you've got a right wing-back in uh, Jaden yeah. Bogle playing left wing-back for Keane yeah. Bryan. And it just it just made me think, like, you know, and Bogle did absolutely fine down that wing as well, I thought, certainly defensively. It just made me think, like, yeah, that, you know... We've been very rigid in sticking to our principles through this season, even though we've you know not had the results. But 
It's uh, it's interesting to see. It's like yeah. almost out of necessity, go away from some of that. And it well, like know. I say, when Bogle came on, I was like, what, what, "Why is Max Lowe not coming on at this particular moment in time?" But you know, as, as like I say, as, as uh, poor as he has been this season, I thought, "Well, that's an obvious change, surely." But obviously, now we know yeah. that he can play. So yeah, let's talk about the uh, the main man, Phil Jagielka, who's <laughs> who saw this pit- coming? No, never, not not a chance. I mean. His last game was against Manchester United, right? That was after. Yeah, this is played. what is so beautiful about this, in my opinion, like the poeticness, if you like, of this is that uh, I remember that pod after that, and we weren't the only ones saying it, and we were saying, look, that that's a career-ending sort of game. He got that torn apart. He came on as a sub, and he was taken off as a sub, which is always a sign that you're not doing great. <laughs> he got the absolute run around, and I think everybody was saying. We don't want to see that guy playing for us again this season. Not anything against him. He'll always be a legend, great servant, all that sort of stuff. But he looked finished, didn't he? Let's be honest, in that Man United game. He looked like a a player who was just playing at a level that he was just just couldn't couldn't act anymore. And then to come back to the game, his next game, to be away at Old Trafford and play like that... There's no words for me that can sum up that. It's, it's, it was an unbelievably, just an unbelievable performance, as you said, just in the context of, uh, you know, every, every time he's played for us, basically, we've conceded three goals. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and, he, and he has looked sort of physically out of his depth, but he was excellent last night. You know, there was, he, he just looked confident in everything that he did. You know, there's a, in cricket, you have a thing of like, you know, you can look confident in defence almost. Like if you're not even scoring, just like if, you, if you're if you playing with purpose. And, you know, there were things that he did where he like, you know, he had like a, a, a big interception in the first half, but he did like a little, almost like a flourish at the end of it. He yeah, like intercepted yeah, yeah. it, knocked it off and did like a little pirouette at the end of it. And that's like, wow, where's, you know, he didn't achieve anything, you know, that little little motion. But it just made me think like, well, he looks, you know, he looks completely at home in this situation, which... I haven't really been able to say a lot of times well, this I season. I said after that he said um, he's the only player we've got who's got real Premier League experience in the entire squad. Yeah. I, and I look at the Burnley team when they beat Liverpool. I, that is full as as sort of I want to say basic. That's that's really harsh on Burnley, but their plays didn't really cost much compared to most other teams in the division. They're all from the lower leagues, but now they've clocked up sort of hundred games or whatever it is in the Premier League. Yeah. It makes a massive difference because you know what's coming. I think we're we're still novices all, all these players. I know they're getting on in the career, but they've they've reached the peak at a late stage of the career. And I think Jackie Elk has just showed there that you know that extra Premier League experience. And Billy Short to a degree. I know he's not got Premier League experience, but the the experience of you know just being a, a professional footballer at the top two levels at the top second tier mm. for as long as he has been just showed a huge what would possibly be missing. Yeah, no, it was uh, it was brilliant. I didn't see it coming. I, I wondered if um, I don't know. I've no way of knowing this, but um, certainly in the home game, Manu were just chipping balls over the top like time and time again, and they did it a couple of times in the first half of this one. But I don't know. I'm not sure if we try like played deeper or if the the sort of tempo that Manu played at helped us a little bit in this regard. Mm. But yeah, I just um, just couldn't ask more from Jagielka. Just. Yeah, you know, you can't help but be proud of him. I suppose that no, you know, we obviously saw the start of his career with the Blaze, and we're seeing the end of it now. But um, yeah, this is a, a a much better epitaph for your Did career. Did you see his this interview was... after? Yeah, he said he, you know, he didn't even know. What was he saying? He was like, you know, he didn't even know 
when when he'll play again next, that kind of thing. Yeah, when... my, my favourite thing is I told my dad I was playing and he started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, yeah, brilliant. <laughs> Cheers, dad. He's, uh, <laughs> he's a good lad and he made a few of us look silly, so that's always uh, yeah, yeah, always nice. Um, who else do you want to talk about? Let's, let's, shall we go to Mr. Norwood, who we've absolutely criticised for the uh, majority of this season? <laughs> yeah. Um, that might have been his best game for us. Like, where has this Norwood been? Yeah. And and I mean that um, in terms of, like, his all-round game, you know, not just the, the passing, which was good, but his defensive work was outstanding. You know, yeah. uh, he... Most tackles won and attempted for uh, out of all our players. You got that crunch into Pogba. There's there's loads of little moments where he was super composed on the ball and just mm. um, I can't remember which it is, but it might be hmm, it might be the pass that ends the pass before the through ball by Fleck to Sharp, who's offside. But he sends the midfielder like flying just with a, yeah. like a little bit of a little bit of a touch and a dummy. I thought it was absolutely. Phenomenal. I was, you know, he was one of the players that left me lost for words last night because I was just like, where have you been? I don't know. Yeah. You, you might be right with his best ever performance. He reminded me a lot of him in the championship. Picked mm. the ball up. Dicked, all right, he went pinging it around and stuff like that, but just picking up the the, 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 the bits and pieces at the edge of the area, like, he, you know, our own area, like he, he did in the championship. Really good. Because, you know, I mean, there's a lot of, I've seen a few United fans say, where are all the haters now? And I think, not about knowledge, like in, in general, I don't think you can sort of, what, I think people have been right to criticise. We've got, what is it, eight points, you know what I mean? Yeah. We can't, I think the criticism has been right. But I'm love, I love the idea of them all proving me wrong at the end of this season and, and going on a run, even if we don't stay up and saying, right, I'm up for the challenge for next year, let's do it. Because I, I said last week that Norwood and Fleck, Stevens, if people came in for him, let him go, I think we need to freshen up. These sort of games, if they carry on with this, you know, I'll, I'll hold my hands up and say, "I was massively wrong." You know, they were just having a bad spell. Fair play, he, he yeah. were he were awesome. I thought, yeah, awesome is right. I thought, you know, it was, it was difficult passes that he was pulling off as well. You know, it was those line breaking passes. It was the, you know, the, the lofted ball over the top. I thought, I was just so impressed by him. It was it was a joy to watch. Which yeah, yeah. we've not. It's, it's been a while since we've seen one of those. So and again, yeah. as you said against Plymouth. He was given time in this game, weirdly, weren't he? The mm. Man United didn't press us. He looks a really good player. When you give him yeah. time on the ball and Man United weren't pressing us, he looks a really, really good player. I think that he struggles against the teams that sort of, you know, close us down quickly because he don't have the pace or physicality to navigate his way around it. Yeah. Uh, probably Fleck's best game for a year, I'd say. Yeah. The thing is with Fleck, I've seen some people say, where's that John Fleck been? I think Fleck has steadily been getting better, to be honest. Um, hmm. In these past few, I, I, I was surprised that people criticise him a lot against uh, Plymouth. I thought he was one of our best players against Plymouth. I think against Tottenham, he was one of the few players who could come out with it and say, "Yeah, I did all right." Yeah. Second half against Newcastle, he played well. Not anywhere near his peak, I, but this sort of performance, I, I felt was coming. If you know what I mean, I think the the trajectory was going that way. Yeah, for sure. Um, I love that bit of skill in the first half. I know we already talked about it, where he, yeah. he goes past Wan Bissaka and then uh, gets destroyed by the defender. But you know, there are multiple times where he just a little turn away from a defender and then he's off. And we saw that quite a lot last season. Yeah, We've not seen it much this season. But yeah, if they if he, if that uh, trajectory keeps going upwards, then uh, you know 
we're still in a massive hole, I suppose, but it's going to make for a more enjoyable second half of the season for sure. So, mm. yeah, massive credit to him, definitely. Um, do you want to do you want to say a few more bits about Sharp? Yeah, I thought Sharp was fantastic. I, again, is it's a game where I thought, why have we got this man on the field? Because it's not that sort of game. You know, I've criticised Sharp in here before. People like they probably think I, I, I hate it. I really don't. I think Sharp in a team that's got loads of possession is one of the better strikers around. I think if you put Sharp in a Man City team, he'll get, get you 10, 15 goals a season. I just think for the for the way we play and the fact that we don't have any possession, I don't know if, how much Sharp offers. This game, I thought he were. I really, really, really thought he were fantastic. One of his better performances for us because given the opposition, given the lack of possession, given you know the intelligence of his play and holding it up and no, no you know not short of skill as well and being a nuisance you know on the defenders causing him trouble i thought it was fantastic sharp given everything you know with his age and all this sort of stuff and everyone's thinking he were finished or couldn't even do it at the top flight really really good performance for him yeah it was uh again another player where you just think like, i i couldn't have asked for any more from you from what you've given us in that game and uh yeah you know, full credit to him. You know, the team is just uh, well out on its feet in terms of who's actually available. Yeah. And uh, it's going to be interesting. I don't want to go on to the City game, but obviously they're going to be in some tired legs and with the injuries and stuff. I imagine Burke will probably start against City, but I think Sharp now, arguably West Brom, say we've got a clean bill of health. He probably starts, doesn't he? I'd say that's probably a good game to start him in. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, any any other individuals you want to mention? I could go for them all, really, to be honest. Obviously, Oli <laughs> Burke came on, uh, did what... I mean, Chris Sutton were raving about him, to be honest. I was quite surprised he was saying... But even before he came on, he said, I need to get Oli Burke on. He, he, goes, and he, he was just loving him. He was just like saying, this guy, he don't know what he's doing. He don't know what he's going to do. But he's just such a threat and such a presence. And, yeah, I, 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 I know... You know, the, uh, <laughs> Four Blades uh, in particular... Uh, have debates about him, but I really like him. I have to admit, I think he just offers it. We all know his his, uh, his drawbacks, but there's no one else like him. I think he might be the fastest player in the Premier League. You know, well, <laughs> it's, it's probably in the conversation for sure. Yeah, yeah, just uh, like you, I wanted him to start, but um, a great person to bring on when you're. Um... Although I think we. I can't remember if he came on when it was 1-0 or, or one all, but it's certainly a, a good person to come on when there's uh, some gaps opening up. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, he, he found that space in the box. I know Manu uh, afforded him that space, but, you know, good for him for not sort of uh, running into a blind alley, I suppose, but seeing I've got the space, I'm going to shoot. Yeah, you're right. We could mention pretty much everyone, to be honest. I mean, you know, I thought Ramsdale, as we said, you know, commanded his box really well, made some good decisions, a little bit of luck maybe with... Um, with the one that gets disallowed, but yeah, he did well. Basham was great. I thought Baldock, uh, you know, got forward well. Just uh, we've mentioned pretty much everybody now, I think. But that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you need if you're going to win these games, isn't it? You need everybody to put in. Well, that's a, a the thing. Shift. We've said all season that this team really only works if they're all at it, because mm. there's not that individual quality. And this is a perfect example of it. They were all at it. There's no one, no one below an eight out of ten. I don't think. Uh, yeah, not uh, not for me, for sure. Um, so there we go, mate. A, a phenomenal, breathtaking, astonishing, never-saw-it-coming win over Manchester United that uh, shocks the Premier League. You know, the repercussions <laughs> at the top are obviously probably more more impactful than down at the bottom of the league. Yeah. But as you said, you know, that does... Uh, 
it's very feasible that if we were to beat West Brom next week, we would actually go above them. Yeah. Because uh, their goal difference is significantly well, they got on worse. Saturday, you have any idea? Uh, I'm not sure. I think they actually have quite a nice run of games coming up West Brom, uh, you know, relatively be... speaking. Bloody Wolves, didn't they, somehow? Uh... Yeah, they got Fulham on Saturday. Ooh. Yeah, big game that yeah. for, well, probably more so for Fulham, so I do think West Brom are gone, but. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually said I said they got a nice run coming up. They play Spurs and Man U after uh, after they play us. So. Yeah, and then, so and then resurgent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Strange team, strange team. West Brom. They get absolutely hammered every other week, and then uh, yeah, just pull off Draw. these mad results every now and again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, a few few final notes. Uh, you know, apologies to Roy Keane. Yeah, <laughs> a week a week after or two weeks after, whenever it was, him uh, you know laying into us that we. Uh, Rock up your, your old ground and then do that. Um, I'd love to have seen him last night. Actually, I think we should, yeah, get get some opinions from uh, Mr. Keane. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I thought it was when it cut to uh, Sir Alex Ferguson in the stand. It was probably a good job he got that mask covering his mouth so that we could <laughs> could yeah. lip read what he was saying. Yeah. Um, this week's brilliantly convoluted stat from Opta. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Sam I... Sam Cook sent me this. So both Keane Bryan and Oliver Burke have scored their first Premier League goals tonight. It's the first time two players have netted their first Premier League goal against Manchester United in the same match since Cambiasso and Vardy did it in September 2014 for Leicester. Like, it wasn't honestly, even that long ago. I've got my head in my hands. It's just, <laughs> what, what, how do they come up? Where do they find these stats? Like, have they when got them in a drawer why? ready to come out? Like... <laughs> That's so pointless, isn't it? Yeah, so <laughs> it's such a pointless life. <laughs> like the first time someone with the number four on the back has scored from 30 yards out at this particular position. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we, we mentioned Man City more times than I wanted to. But, um, yeah, we've got to live in the now yeah. with this one. Uh, you know, drink this one in Blades because it's obviously it's, it's not been the best 11 or 12 months uh, on and off the pitch and there haven't been many moments like this and yeah it's it's a historic win I know there's the tinge of sadness that we couldn't be there to see it but you know it will uh, it will go down in the record books as the time Sheffield United rocked up at Old Trafford and and shocked the wannabe league leaders and the overall Um, feeling for me was obviously the, the joy of the win in the game but that hope again of anything can happen in football and I had lost that because we were losing every week you were going into games thinking we are going to lose we are going to lose we are. and then results like this happen and it shows you and this goes for every club and this is why football is amazing is that you you don't know do you, <laughs> you know nobody could have yeah. foreseen this at all yeah. and it, it's got to give them confidence surely I mean even if we lose to Man City that shouldn't knock our blo- you know knock us duck off no I said knock us block off knock us duck off <laughs> I've never heard that one either. Knock his duck <laughs> you never heard knock his duck. Is that a phrase? I don't know. Knock your block off. It's that's when you that's when you like yeah. you punch someone duck, in the face. Duck off. I might make that. Up. Well, that's a phrase that I'm keeping. <laughs> what does it mean? Types it in. There is a, there's a thread called "What's not your duck off today?" And uh, did you start it? I'm, I, yeah, started it. Yeah, uh, yeah. And he's talking about things that have upset people. So I am right, I think, oh. with that one. But uh, yeah. So, but anyway, whatever. He's trying to upset him. Shall we say? Oh, it's uh, a Sheffield uh, thing, is it? You are sorry. Is it? It's a Sheffield slang, is it? Because it's, it, it's this a is Sheffield, Sheffield Forum, yeah. Top result. yeah. Sheffield yeah. Forum, it's on, yeah. So well, well, yeah, the more you know. Keeping it real, um, but yeah, <laughs> whatever happens in the Man City game, you, we know now that we can go to places like Old Trafford and, and put in a performance like that and get a win. 
Absolutely. Um, yeah, that was uh, that was beautifully put, mate. About you know restoring your belief in uh, in in the sport of football. Yeah. Um, so well done, Blades. And yeah, just you know we've uh, I think we've we've stuck the boot in when we felt it's been deserved this season. Um, but just massive credit to uh, Wilder and the players for pulling that one off. I, I did not see it coming in the no. slightest. But there it is. It will always be there to uh, to relive. Uh, no matter what happens this season, so um, yeah, there we go, mate. I hope we, I hope we did justice to that one. Um, I'm still a bit uh, not quite understanding how we did it and whether it actually happened or not. Maybe I'll have to go and watch the highlights <laughs> one more time or something like that. Yeah. Um, any any final words? Oh, you should definitely make sure you plug the uh, the view from this week. Yeah, it is a, yeah, obviously. Uh, Royzview dot com. Up on chair on Twitter. Not very happy, are they? It's a surprise. Not really. No. Quite fair though, I thought. Yeah, yeah, they weren't too bad. There were a couple of really marvy people at the end, sort of like, they're rubbish, they play for a draw, you know, like all this sort of stuff, but you get that with all fans. But to be honest, on the whole, Man United fans have always been all right since we've come, uh, come up, to be fair. They were, they were quite, mm. I thought they were fairly complimentary before the match, considering how bad we were, saying, oh, you know, we, they, we, we bounce back next season and stuff. But, yeah, uh, check it out. Always worth uh, a read when we win. So, <laughs> and there's not been many <laughs> of that. Yeah, the the one that made my head hurt was uh, guarantee that City will give United a lesson in how to thrash Sheffield at the weekend. I was like, confusing. What? Yeah. <laughs> what are those very, three very teams? Confusing. Someone put like he's been five minutes trying to work out what teams he's on about there. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, yeah, there was a lot of uh, United fall behind kind of conversation on uh, yeah. on BT as well, but not to worry, yeah. it's. Uh, We'll save that one for another day and just uh, <laughs> relish the moment. Right, mate, thank you very much as always for your time. Pleasure to talk about this one, of course. Pleasure to have you on as always. And uh, good good to learn a new phrase there as well about knocking your duck off. Yeah, no, yeah that. that's it, yeah. Bringing, bringing <laughs> well, the value. Well, something no. every day on this podcast. It's education. Abs- absolutely is. So, uh, yeah, we'll finish there, mate. Thanks very much. I'll speak to you later. Thank you, mate. Cheers. <laughs>